Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yo, it's Keith Smith, Atlanta Falcons fullback, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. This is Jamon Bushrod, pro bowler, Super Bowl champion. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Jimmy Ward. You're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Packers wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scanling. It's the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hello, this is center Nick Martin for the Houston Texans, and you're listening to Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, it's Willie Gay Jr., Chiefs linebacker, and you're listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Keith Kirkwood, wide receiver, number 19 for the Carolina Panthers, and you're uh, listening to the podcast of Pro Football Chase. Hey, everyone. It's Chris Wormley here, Steelers defensive lineman, uh, and you guys are listening to the Pro Football Chase Podcast. Hey, what's up? It's Browns linebacker, Jacob Phillips, and we're live on the Chase Podcast. All right, what's going on, y'all? This is Shannon Southern, number 39 for the Green Bay Packers, and you're tuning in to Pro Football Chase. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Sines with you on this Wednesday morning. Of course, on the show, we have the co-host, Jarrell Worthy, NFL defense tackle. Excited to have you on the show this morning, man. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing phenomenal this morning, bro. Good to hear it. We're already midway through the week. It seems like time is flying. We're already at the end of October. We got Halloween coming up, November, December. Man, before we know it, it's going to be Thanksgiving, Christmas soon after that. And in Miami, there was a big news story that came out of there yesterday morning. And it took a lot of people by surprise. The Dolphins named rookie quarterback Tua Tungavailoa their starting quarterback. Now, to give you a little bit more information on this, the Dolphins are 3-3, second in the AFC East, one game back of the Buffalo Bills, Riding a two-game win streak, entering their Week 7 bye. Ryan Fitzpatrick has really been playing at a high level. He's thrown for 1,535 yards, 10 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. I mean, that's what you get with Fitz. But his 255.8 yards per game are the second highest of his career. So he's moving the ball for this Dolphins team. They're doing some winning, Jarrell, which is why a lot of people are scratching their heads over this move by head coach Brian Flores. 
Flores met with reporters virtually this morning, and here's what he had to say about the move. We talked about it as a staff, um, Chris, personnel department. We just felt like it was the best move for the team right now. And, uh, you know, uh, that's how we're going to move forward. I think he's practiced well. He's, uh, he works hard, um, you know, in meetings and walkthroughs, and I think he's got a good rapport with his teammates. Um, like every week we go out to win. So, yeah, I'm confident that he's, you know, if we if we prepare the right way, prepares the way he's been preparing that, um, I'm confident we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll go out there and 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 have good results. But it's not a it's not a one man game. And I think that's that's the one thing that um, I mean it's football. So you need eleven guys on each each play uh, to go out there and play together and play as a team. All right, Jarrell. So there you had it. You heard Brian Flores talk about it. Clearly, he said it had a lot to do with. Tua, his development behind the scenes in the locker room, his leadership traits, his ability to uplift his teammates as well as being a good understudy to Ryan Fitzpatrick. So after hearing Brian Flores give an explanation, even though it wasn't anything out of this world, it wasn't anything in-depth analysis, you know these coaches are going to put their poker face on when the reporters ask them these types of questions. What are your takeaways from what Brian Flores had to say in that little short clip? You know, the team feels confident about his development and practice and, and how he's gone about his how he's gone about the rehire process. Um, you know, I think personally, a lot of these decisions also come off the energy of your teammates as well. Um, when you go throughout practice and I know that uh, on the reverse side of things, we've ha- we were coming back um, when Aaron Rodgers was coming back from his collarbone injury. And he was going throughout, you know, practice against us for like two weeks of this, for like two to three weeks before he ended up coming back late in the season against Chicago. I mean, for those three weeks, he was, he was an absolute nightmare to practice against. And like guys were wondering like, Hey man, when you going to put this guy out here? So I know, um, you know, coming from the Miami Dolphins, it might, he might just have the phenomenal energy in practice and, and the guys felt confident and and was wondering, Hey man, when we going to get this guy that we drafted uh, high in the draft on the, on the, uh, on the football field. I know it's never easy to go off paper results, but he tends to start seasons really well, but then he tails off a little bit as you get into November, December. So maybe this is Brian Flores thinking with some foresight, saying, you know what, statistically speaking, Fitzpatrick doesn't fare well as the second half of the season gets underway. We have the number five overall pick. That we've yet to play in a game and start him. We like how he's developing. We feel like with this bye week, it gives him time to get acclimated and perhaps even add more wrinkles to that offense. So when they come out of that bye and they take on the 4-2 Los Angeles Rams on November 1st, they're going to give that Rams defense a lot of looks that they aren't even expecting to see from Tua and this Dolphins offense. I like this move. I think it's a bold move, and I really respect Brian Flores. That's another reason why I look at this move. He's done everything that he needs to do up to this point for a rookie quarterback to be successful. He could have easily rushed Tua into action after Ryan Fitzpatrick played horrifically in weeks one and two, but he said, you know what? We're going to be patient. I'm going to let Tua learn behind Ryan Fitzpatrick regardless if we're doing good or we're doing bad I think they already had an idea that when they reached the halfway point of the season 
that Tua was going to be ready. And in this case, they believe it's Tua time in Miami and the excitement is real in South Beach. So I stand behind this decision, although it is a risky switch. Yeah, it is a risky switch, but I think, you know, you're doing it in a, in a position in which you're trying competitive. Like when you, if you were making a switch and you were in a position that the Cincinnati Bengals were in where they're one and four and one, and they don't necessarily have a chance to compete against a highly competitive division. Uh, this will be more of a downer, but trying to uh, create a spark. But the Miami Dolphins have had some things go their way. They've been highly competitive in a lot of their games in which instead of being, you know, uh, three and three, they could eat, they could be four and two at the moment as well. So, they feel confident about Tua moving forward and pushing the ball down the field, and I think that uh, Brian Flores is making a great decision. And here's another weird stat for you, Jarrell. Tua Tungavailoa, he also snaps a weird NFL streak. He will be the first left-handed NFL quarterback to start a game in five seasons. The last lefty quarterback to do so started for the Dallas Cowboys in 2015. Jarrell, can you name him? Uh, is it the OC that's currently there? It is. Kellen Moore. Kellen yes, Moore. Yes, sir. <laughs> Kellen, Big Kell. Hey, nah, but I'm telling you, man, Kellen was a Boise State uh, phenomenon. So I, at the end of the day, he definitely could put the ball on the money. Exactly. He was the last left-handed quarterback to start in the NFL, which seems odd. I mean, but Tua will come in there and be the next left-handed quarterback to get an NFL start. Week number eight, Los Angeles Rams. How about this, Jarrell? Facing Aaron Donald in that daunting L.A. front in his first NFL start, that's going to be quite an experience. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be a very tough task for them, but coming off a of bye week, they're going to look at what the San Francisco 49ers were able to do against the L.A. Rams, and they're going to have to go with that tape, man, because he, uh, he didn't necessarily affect the game as much as he wanted to and, and or as much as he's did, done in previous games. And so I know that they're going to be having to take a look at that tape to see how they can be successful against a, a, a premier pass rusher in Aaron Donald. Exactly. And that's because San Francisco in that game, speaking to that point, Jarrell, Kyle Shanahan, he implemented a game plan to protect Garoppolo from that high ankle sprain. So he wanted the ball out of his hands quickly. And so that could be something that the Dolphins scheme up during this bye week is getting that ball out of Tua's hands quickly. So that way he is not having to face these types of hits from Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers coming at him from that D-line. So it's going to be interesting to see. I can't wait to see him take that field. And I think the whole NFL world is looking forward to seeing Tua take that field, especially after that devastating hip injury that he suffered last year at Alabama. So we'll see how that unfolds, Jarrell. But I do want to get into some fan questions. I wasn't really able to answer a lot of them last week because of time constraints. But the first one comes from RJ Stark. And this is a fantasy football question. And, you know, put it in NFL terms, it's pretty easy to respond to. His question is, would you start Deshaun Watson versus Green Bay or Ryan Tannehill versus Pittsburgh in Week 7? I have my response, but I'll let you give your take first. Um, for me personally, I'm actually I'm actually going to go with Deshaun Watson, um, the guy that can do virtually everything. Um, had a had a phenomenal had a phenomenal uh, uh, performance uh, against um, some really good defenses this year. Even having uh, you know lackluster receivers out there at the moment, they just they don't necessarily seem to have the right continuity. I personally think that Ryan Tannehill versus this Pittsburgh defense, they're going to try to come out and establish the run early with Derrick Henry. 
And that's going to be something that they really try to hone in on because we have the um, a top rushing offense versus the number one rushing defense. So I think Ryan, Ryan Tannehill is going to be trying to take a backseat to Derrick Henry this week as the Tennessee Titans are trying to establish the run. I, too, am going to go with Deshaun Watson because, one, I think this Green Bay-Houston game is going to have to be a shootout because if Houston wants any chance to pull the upset on Aaron Rodgers, a team that just got obliterated by those Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're going to have to put up 35-plus points because that Houston defense is one of the worst in the league. So they're going to have their work cut out for them, which makes me believe that Deshaun Watson will be going to the air quite a bit. This past week against Tennessee, he had 335 yards passing, four touchdowns, and he did get off to a slower start with a 4-3 to touchdown interception ratio and no 300-yard passing games in the first three weeks. But he's bounced back with three consecutive 300-yard passing performances. And I look for him to find some success. Green Bay ranks middle of the pack on defense, 14th. But I do think Deshaun Watson is clearly the better option than Ryan Tannehill. Even though Tannehill has been playing Lights out. That Pittsburgh defense, they rank number two in the league for a reason, and they're going to make life hard on him. So I would steer clear of Ryan Tannehill and go with Deshaun Watson in this scenario just because of the fact that that game against Green Bay, I think they're going to have to be going to the air quite a bit. Yeah, he's going to have to he's definitely have to put up some, some crazy statistics, uh, especially with Aaron Rodgers coming off that loss you know he's going to be out there trying to uh, replace uh, what performance he put on and down at Tampa Bay. So we know that these guys are going to have to come out and they're going to be throwing the ball. And and offensively, they're going to be trying to get themselves back in the groove. So the Texans are going to have to compete at a high level in order to be in this game. All right, we'll go on to the next question here, Jarrell. Thoughts on Justin Herbert. And do you think the Chargers can turn it around following their bye week? And this is from Everything Bolts. It is a team account on Instagram. They cover the Los Angeles Chargers exclusively. He wants to know our thoughts on what we've seen from Herbert thus far. And the Chargers, who are currently 1-4, they've lost some really close games, including ones against the Saints and the Buccaneers. Do you think they have what it takes to make a turnaround and perhaps contend for a wild card spot? Yeah, but it's not uh, it's, for me. It's not the the offense that has to pick up. It's for the defense that has to get um, that has to get themselves together. Uh, we're talking about a team that has Casey Hayward, a Pro Bowler, Chris Harris, a Pro Bowler. Uh, we're talking about Ingram Bosa up front. Um, these guys are supposed to be you know shutting down the field, whether that be pass or run. And so I think personally, the Chargers have to fix themselves defensively to get themselves back in contention. But coming up this week uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, I definitely like Justin Herbert and I like their offense. Um, Anthony Lynn has, has been has put together some some really good uh, offensive uh, game plans for for Justin Herbert pushing the ball down the field. I just think that their defense is what really needs to get fixed. Well, you know what? Speaking on Justin Herbert, because he wants to know what my thought is, I think Herbert has been outstanding. In four starts, he's thrown for 1,195 pass yards, nine passing touchdowns. He's added another touchdown on the ground, and I agree 100%. Herbert is not the problem. The defense is, but Jarrell, this is a team that, in fact, is going to get reinforcements coming out of that bye Earlier this week on Monday, they designated Melvin Ingram and defensive tackle Justin Jones, who's a big part of that run-stopping defense. 
Both of those guys return to practice from IR. They've been out the last several weeks. So they're going to get those two guys back on the D-line. That's definitely going to help Bosa's case because Bosa's been getting all the double and triple teams with no Melvin Ingram playing opposite of him. So that is going to help. And then they should also be getting Chris Harris, the Pro Bowl cornerback, who's also on IR hopefully the next couple of weeks. So their defense, who's been banged up, they're going to get some help. And I'm looking at their next five games. They have the Jaguars on Sunday. Then it's followed by the Broncos, who are 2-3, and three, Raiders 3-2, and two, Dolphins 3-3, three and, three, and the Jets, right, who are 0-6. Oh so I like their chances to win at least three of those five games. And I believe that this team, led by Anthony Lynn, they have what it takes to make a run come playoff time. And especially if Justin Herbert continues to play at that high level, there's no reason why they shouldn't. And of course, Austin Eckler, who's on IR, he should be returning probably with the next two or three weeks. So they're without their starting running back. They've been in some tight games and that defense has been the difference that has let them down. And absolutely. And if these four players can perform at a high level, those that are coming back from injury and those that are currently uh, that are playing, then they'll have a phenomenal chance to, to make their case out there in the West um, in that division. I think that the Chargers have always been highly competitive. I like what they've been able to do. I like when they played the, uh, the Saints. I like when they played um, earlier teams in the year. And I think that Anthony Lynn is the perfect guy to get Justin Herbert going. So I'm, I'm excited for these guys coming off the bye and defensively. I'm just excited to see what the Chargers can do, man, because they've got some phenomenal players on that defensive side. Yes, they do. They'll take on the Jags on Sunday, and that'll be a game that we preview. And we're actually going to start looking at these matchups. Jarrell, there's a lot to unpack with a lot of these teams, and it starts tomorrow night, Thursday night football. We have the NFC Least, a.k.a. the NFC East, starting things off here in week number seven. The Giants 1-5 coming off that First victory over the Washington football team. Take it on the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 1-4-1. This division is atrocious, Jarrell. We've talked about it every single week on the podcast. But when you look at the Giants and Eagles, now there are some injury updates from head coach Doug Peterson this morning. Jarrell, before you give me your pick, I will let you know that Deshaun Jackson is expected to play, so he will finally make his return. Alshon Jeffrey is out. Uh, and Lane Johnson, their starting left tackle, is supposed to play. Of course, Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz suffered those injuries last week. They're not going to be playing tomorrow night. So that is the latest injury scoop on the Eagles. So with that being said, who do you like to win this game? Uh, I'm still rolling with the Eagles. They showed a lot of grit last week uh, coming back against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, obviously the Ravens were... They were just having their way with them uh, earlier in the game, and and but it showed a lot of grit coming down to the last possession. And I think that Doug Peterson is going to go back to the drawing board and tell these guys that look at all the positive things that we did in the second half to get ourselves back in contention um, to have a chance to win. And so I'm personally uh, liking the Eagles in this one, and um, and I hope that they don't make me wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles too, Jarrell. And I actually think that they're going to win rather convincingly over the Giants. I was impressed with their effort on Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens. Carson Wentz battled back essentially with no weapons. That's after Zach Ertz went down and Miles Sanders too with that knee injury. They're back at home at the link. They can have some fans there. You know, I don't know if that's a good thing because they boo their right. own team. 
But uh, I think that defensive line is going to be the difference. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, those guys have been the one constant for this Philadelphia Eagles team. They get after the opposing quarterback. And you know your boy Brandon Graham loves to get after Daniel Jones because he's prone to losing that football in the pocket. I think they'll generate some turnovers that way. And uh, I like Philly to win this game by a score of 27-16 to over the Giants. Yeah, I like the Eagles as well, man. Brandon Graham, uh, Fletcher Cox, these guys have been all over the place, and they continue to uh, uplift this defense, man. Uh, these these guys could have gave up when they were down 17 points last week, but they had an opportunity to battle back and uh, and and get them tell get them attention to uh, to win the game. And so, I like the Eagles, and I, I just think that the Giants still have a very long way to go. All right, you got a score pick? Oh, well, if I had to give a score, man, I think that the, the with Deshaun Jackson being back, uh, he loves to, to put on a big show um, uh, against, these, against these NFC East opponents, man. So I'm personally going to roll with the score of 31 to 17. We'll go to the next game. If we're going to keep it in the NFC East, man, I am having a bad week, man. The Dallas Cowboys, Jarrell, we're at the point where you're going to have to talk some optimism to me about this team. You were a huge proponent of Mike McCarthy in this hire. And then, you know, the report yesterday comes out saying that players are cutting McCarthy down and his staff about not making adjustments on the fly. They absolutely get spanked in primetime by the Arizona Cardinals. They're taking on the Washington football team. One in five, Cowboys two and four. Jarrell, what is going on with these Dallas Cowboys? We know the injuries are there, but they still look lethargic. Oh, they look awful. But I just, it just looks, I mean, you know, even with the players that they have, uh, they just look like. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Luster, man, like as far as their enthusiasm, um, their attention to detail, the way the covers looks, the way that the offense is looking. Um, I mean, Andy Dalton, he's no he's no slouch. I mean, it's, it wasn't that um, they just didn't have an opportunity to win any playoff games, but he got his teams to the playoffs when he was the, the, the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals. So it's not it can't be necessarily the quarterback. I, I just don't I don't know um, what 
Mike McCarty is going to do uh, with this upcoming game. But the only positive is about this, that you guys are still the head of the division. I mean, with oh this, God. you know, the, even with with this, hey, the division can switch if they all lose to the one and five uh, uh, Washington football team because, hey, it's, it, it can quickly change around. So I just – I personally um, – I mean, the only the only place they can go is up, man. And at the, that right now, they're still number one in their division. So that's the only thing that they can hang their hat on. Nah, man, I ain't hearing none of that, bro. I ain't hearing none of that. <laughs> I am at the point where, like, there's nothing that can sway my mind. Right now, I'm telling you, on this Wednesday, Jarrell, the Cowboys are going to lose to the Washington football team. I mean, what I'm seeing every single week there's no energy. And you know what? There is a really good point made on a talk show this morning. They said Mike McCarthy, you look at him on the sideline, you look at him in his post-game interviews, his interviews throughout the week, he doesn't look like he's having a good time, man. He looks miserable. Like he, It just does not look good, man. And this Cowboys team, I'm going to pick against them until they show me on a Sunday that they can actually fight you know, show some grit once in a while. I mean, players are giving up after plays. It's ridiculous. So I'm actually going to pick Washington. Yes, Washington to beat the Cowboys 24-16 to on Sunday, Jarrell. I've had enough of what I've seen from this Cowboys squad, so I cannot pick them to win at this point. Man, come on now. You can't just jump ship like that. Look at y'all Cowboy fans out there just jumping No, no, I'm on the ship, but it's sinking. I'm always a Cowboy fan. I am not going to switch. I always support them. You know that, Jarrell. Come on, man. But I'm just saying. Are you going to get the violin out as it goes down or no? Yeah, man. I'm about to get every violin out as it goes down. It's bad, man. It is really bad. And I just wish I could fast forward this season so Dak could come back and everything, bro. But I just want to see the Cowboys look decent out there. They're looking like the Jets, man. Man. Oh, they look. uh, Yeah. Yeah, they're Jet-esque right at the moment. Like, it's (laughs) – they're definitely, um, you know, they 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 look bad. Um, I didn't know that uh, this team would look, you know, perform this terribly under Mike McCartney. Um, I'm just, you know, as far as a player and as far as being a part of his tenure, I understand, you know, how he approaches the game. And it's all about numbers and, t- and you know, tendencies. And if we do these things correctly, we'll win. And it's um, and he goes the extra mile to educate the players in certain situations. So this is why I'm having such a tough time, um, you know, having – a uh, having an explanation for why they're performing so bad, uh, but I, I think that I think that they find a way to get back on track. They realize that they can't fall to two and five um, in this division. You uh, know that nobody seems to want to be the number one seed in this division at the moment. So I'm still going to roll. I'm still going to roll with the Dallas Cowboys. I think that they um, they find a way to get Zeke going. He has to be the end all be all for this team in order for them to to score. They still have weapons on the outside. Um, hopefully they can find ways to get them the football. Um, the offensive line just looks atrocious at the moment. But I'm still going to roll with them, man. I'm going to go with a score of 23-12. to 12. All right, man. We'll see. I hope you're right, obviously, and I hope I'm wrong. But uh, what I've seen the last several weeks isn't promising. Cowboys, Washington. All right, we'll move on to a really good matchup. So talk about going from one of the worst divisions to one of the better end divisions in the AFC North and the AFC South because both teams, Steelers, Titans are 5-0. Who are you going to take to win this one? Steelers and the Titans, I'm going to roll with the Steelers. I just think that that defense has been proven 
Um, they're the number one rush defense in the NFL. Uh, I know that the Tennessee Titans are going to run Derrick Henry till the cows come home, but uh, I, I thought that the, the Cleveland Browns were going to be able to establish themselves up front uh, the, the previous week, and, and it, it, just looked, it just looked bad, man. The, the Pittsburgh Steelers have shown up, and they are here, and they are for real. So I'm going to roll with them. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, though. Uh, I'm going to roll with 31-26 uh, to 26, uh, over the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I too am going with the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game. I believe that they are playing like the best team in the NFL right now. Big Ben has been showing some good things, of course, defensively. I don't need to speak on it. Everybody knows T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree. And then now they did lose Devin Bush to a torn ACL, so that is a blow to that defense. But I still think they have enough with Vince Williams right there playing at linebacker as well. Derrick Henry, he's going to have his hands full going up against that defensive front led by Cam Hayward. So I'll be interested to see how this Tennessee offensive line can go forward without Taylor Lewin, who tore his ACL. So they're going to be down that starting left tackle. But when all is said and done, I like Pittsburgh to get the job done. And I actually see this in a rather low-scoring game, 24-21. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to beat the Tennessee Titans. I can't wait to watch that one. That should be a good showdown. But we'll go ahead and move on to the Bills and the Jets. Bills 4-2, Jets 0-6. The Buffalo Bills, Jarrell, they're riding a two-game losing streak. They lost to two really good opponents. Obviously, I think we can assume that they're going to get back on track here against New York. Yeah, they better get back on track, man. They better come out swinging, uh, running the football effectively, um, having an opportunity to compete at, the, at a very high level. And I just think that the, the, the Buffalo Bills – um, they can't let themselves slip, man. The AFC East is right in their grasp, and they they need to go take it. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bills as well. Big, 34 to 10. Allen has struggled a little bit. This Bills defense has been really bad, Jarrell, for their standards. This is a game where they can get back on track going against the Jets. I think Darnold may be back this week. He's missed the last two games. It's not gonna matter. I think the Bills bounce back in a major way, and they blow out the Jets. 34 to 10. Now we'll move on to the NFC South, the showdown where Teddy Bridgewater is going to take on those New Orleans Saints. We know Teddy played for the Saints the last couple of seasons, backed up Drew Brees. And when he did play for New Orleans, he was uh, undefeated as a starter. So he'll get to play his old squad. When you look at this matchup, Jarrell, this is a sneaky good Panthers team. Saints coming off a bye week. They should have Michael Thomas back in the fold. Who are you going to roll with here? The Saints, uh, they have everybody back. Davenport's back, Lattimore's back, Thomas is back. Everybody that they uh, essentially need for this team to be uh, successful, uh, their playmakers are back. I, 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 I definitely think that Sean Payton, um, especially with these guys coming off a of bye, is going to come in and they're going to dominate this, uh, the, the Panthers at home. Um, I'm looking for one of those high-scoring games from the Saints and them uh, uh, playing, that, playing those songs down there, man. So I'm going to roll with them 34-20. to 20. Yeah, I will take the New Orleans Saints to win 27-20. I think it'll be a tightly contested ball game just because I like what Carolina has put on film. Matt Rule looks like he has that team competing on a week-to-week basis. They lost a close one to the Chicago Bears last week, and so there's no doubt that I think Teddy Bridgewater, led by Joe Brady, that offensive coordinator, they're going to give the Saints defense some fits because that secondary has been picked apart at times this year. But I do like New Orleans coming off that bye week. They're fully healthy. They will have Michael Thomas back. They'll get the win at home against Carolina. 
Next game here, we already talked a little bit about this matchup, talking about Deshaun Watson, the Packers, 4-1 at the Texans, 1-5. Green Bay is coming off a big-time loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jarrell, I'm assuming you like them to bounce back. Yeah, I like the I like the Packers to bounce back. I think the Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, the the first pick that he threw, uh, the first pick six that he threw to Ward on the outside. I didn't know, I didn't think that it was um, it didn't look like Aaron Rodgers and and, and what he was uh, familiar with doing. The second pick was you know bouncing around, and that was just a, a definitely a, a second um, something that he doesn't want to do. But I'm gonna roll with the Packers in this one because I'm I'm feeling confident about this defense getting back on track as well as his offense establishing themselves. I, too, will go with the Cheeseheads, even though I mocked you a little bit on Sunday because they got throttled. But, yeah, they're going to bounce back against this Texans team because simply Houston, they're secondary. They are getting lit up pretty much every single game. Aaron Rodgers, this is the game he looks at where he knows he can come in and he could make a big-time statement coming out in Texas. Give me the Packers 38-21 38-21 to 21 over the Houston Texans. On we go to another battle. This time we're going to the AFC North. The Cleveland Browns, 4-2. Bengals, 1-4-1. I will roll with the Cleveland Browns here. Even though I like Joe Burrow, Cincinnati, they've been playing in some tight games. They were leading the Indianapolis Colts at halftime. They had a, a multi-possession advantage. But of course, in Bengals fashion, they squandered it in the second half. Browns, this is a game I look for them to get back on track. They're coming off a big whooping that they took by the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are back to full health. Mayfield was benched because of an injury, according to Kevin Stefanski. I like Cleveland to win this one. 27-24 by a game-winning field goal. No, I'm actually going to roll with the the Browns to get themselves back on track. I think they're going to be more dominating than what we're giving them credit for. I think they're going to run the ball effectively and get Baker Mayfield on track. Um, it just it's just tough, man, where it's just he gets into these big games and just looks like a little kid. And so um, I, I personally think that they are going to have to rely heavily on the run moving forward, um, especially when they get into better competition. Um, so I'm going to roll with them uh, at a score of uh, 27 to 18. Next game here on the docket, the Lions 2-3 and three at the Falcons 1-5. and five. Falcons went up to Minnesota and shockingly, Got a big-time victory with Raheem Morris, his first game as the interim head coach. In this game, Jarrell, I'm going to give the advantage to Atlanta. They're at home. Julio Jones was Julio Jones, finally. He was looking explosive. Calvin Ridley, I think this is a shootout, but it goes to the Atlanta Falcons, 30-26. to Yeah, uh, myself uh, as well is going to roll with the Falcons, man. I think that the Falcons figured out what they wanted to do offensively. They looked uh, really good. Gurley's looked actually pretty good this year. And um, and so I think that the Falcons are going to have opportunity to push the ball down the field um, as well as uh, as well as play good defense. So I'm going to roll with the Atlanta Falcons, um, 37-34. Seahawks-Cardinals. This is a juicy matchup. NFC West, Seattle 5-0 coming off a of bye week. Cardinals 4-2 coming off a of mega win over the Dallas Cowboys. Who are you going to take here? I am going to take the Seahawks. I'm going to roll with Russell Wilson until Russell Wilson proves to not be who Russell Wilson is. And so I'm going to roll with these guys. Uh, I think that they, they have shown um, to pick up themselves phenomenally on the run game, on the running, on the run, uh, on the run game. And I think that Russell Wilson through the air and, and DK Metcalf has, has shown to be very spectacular. So I think it's going to be a shootout, but I like, I like the Seahawks to win 34, 31. 
Man, this is a, one of the tougher games to pick for me. And I'm actually going to go with the underdog here. I'm going to take Arizona just based on a few factors. They're coming off a win. Momentum is in their favor. Seattle's coming off a bye, so they were idle last week. But they did get healthy. They should have Jamal Adams, so that's going to be a huge addition for that Seattle defense that has been one of the worst in the league. But I like Arizona to take this one 28-27. I'm talking really close game just because I like what Arizona has been able to accomplish in the secondary with Patrick Peterson, Byron Murphy, Buda Baker. Those guys have locked down some top receivers all season long, and they're going to have their hands full going up against DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. So I will give the small edge to Arizona over Seattle and what should be another thriller, but that was a difficult one to pick for me. And now we'll go on to a matchup that really isn't as exciting on paper Jaguars 1-5, Chargers 1-4. We talked about the Los Angeles Chargers. I like LA to get a big win over Jacksonville, who's struggling. 30-17, I will take Anthony Lynn's team over Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Jaguars. I mean, not the Jaguars, but the Chargers as well. Um, I think that they get a win 27 uh, to 19. I just have an opportunity to to really see Justin Herbert go out there and, and put some things on display. Um, as we talked about before, all of their playmakers defensively are going to be coming back. And so we're very excited to see what this team uh, at almost full strength, uh, minus Darwin James, could uh, potentially do. Yeah, that should not be a close game. Chargers big time. Now we'll go to... What is being called as America's Game of the Week, it's at the 425 p.m. slot. CBS has the game this week. 49ers 3-3 coming off a nice win over the Rams. And the Patriots 2-3 under 500 for the first time in a long time. Cam Newton looked a little bit off coming off that COVID list. So maybe he gets his feet underneath him this week going up against San Francisco. Jarrell, this is an intriguing matchup. Jimmy G goes back to New England who do you like to win this one? This is a very tough matchup, but I'm still going to roll with Bill Belichick. I just don't see them losing two games at home in a row. I just don't think that Cam Newton is going to come out and have that type of offensive uh, production as he did a week before. Um, although the 49ers look good, I think that the Patriots defense gets themselves back on track. I just don't see them falling to two and four, man. It's just it's been very unheard of, although 2020 has been a very weird year. I agree. I'm going to go with the Patriots in this one, Jarrell, and – Really, it's because the 49ers are just dealing with a lot of injuries. They're going to be without Raheem Mostert. They're starting running back. He suffered a high ankle sprain. He's out a couple of weeks. And I like for New England to come up with a game plan to counter what Kyle Shanahan has been showing with that quick pass game that Jimmy Garoppolo has been running. And I look for a big bounce back game from Cam Newton as well. I don't think he's going to come out and have another dud week. This is a game where he can get going, get Julian Edelman, Akil Harry going on the outside as well as that run game. So I'll take the Patriots to win 24-17 over the 49ers. Now the next game here, Chiefs at Broncos. Kansas City 5-1, Broncos 2-3. Broncos were the team that beat New England last week. Chiefs beat the Buffalo Bills. Who are you going to take here? I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. Uh, Broncos, yeah, they had a great game last week. You know, most teams that are uh, middle of the road or, you know, kind of bottom, they have those games. And, you know, the Patriots just fell victim to that. I think the Chiefs have a lot to say, and uh, these guys are going to get themselves back rolling. Um, you know, the, the Raiders really punched themselves in the mouth, punched them in the mouth, and they can't go down 0-2 uh, in the division. So I'm definitely going to roll with the Chiefs' high-scoring game. 
uh, 37 to 21. I'm going to take the Chiefs as well. 31-21, even though Drew Locke is back and everything, this is an offense in Kansas City that they are rolling and firing on all cylinders. I look for them to replicate that success against the Denver Broncos, Patrick Mahomes, and how about Clyde Edwards-Alaire coming up big with a massive performance on the ground. Plus, Le'Veon Bell should be making his debut for Kansas City. I like the Chiefs to win this one. Now the nightcap, Jarrell. This is going to be another headline matchup. Tampa Bay Buccaneers 4-2 and two, and the Las Vegas Raiders 3-2. and two. Who are you going to roll with here? Um, I know that the, the, the Buccaneers had a great win last week against the, uh, the Packers. Um, I just personally like John Gruden coming off the bye. I like this offensive line. Um, they look very well in protecting Derek Carr. Derek Carr hasn't made a lot of mistakes this year as well. Um, hopefully they found their passing game down the field uh, during their bye week because that was been really that was what's really been struggling for this team. And uh, But their offensive line has looked great, and I think that they're going to have an opportunity to upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, it's going to be a very close game, um, and I think it's going to be 21-17. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. I think this is a game that is going to be close. I have Tampa winning 26-20 to in what I think should be a defensive battle, but I just can't pick against Tom Brady coming off a big win. Rob Gronkowski finally getting involved in that offense. They should have Leonard Fournette back to go with Ronald Jones. I think Las Vegas can make it competitive if they're able to control time of possession with that ground attack and Josh Jacobs, but I will not pick against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week, so I'll roll with them 26-20. And to close out week number seven, Jarrell, Monday Night Football, Chicago Bears, 5-1. and one, And they've been a surprise team because of that defense going up against those L.A. Rams who are 4-2. and two. I, Jarrell, I'm going to still go with the Los Angeles Rams to get it done over the Bears, 23-17. to 17. I know Chicago's defense has been dominant, but it's going to come back and haunt them. I think Nick Foles is maybe struggling a little bit going up against Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey out at the corner position. I just like for McVay and his team to come back and bounce back after that loss to San Francisco. Yeah, um, I know you like McVay, but I like Nagy, and I like Foles, and I like what he said this past week, understanding that the games are going to be gritty, they're going to be ugly. Um, he hasn't been a, a, a quarterback that's got a lot of continuity with these guys. And these guys are, are steady uh, improving. I know they didn't have the offensive performance last week that they wanted, but their defense knows that. Their defense knows what they have to do. Um, and they're going to be looking at what the San Francisco 49ers were able to do. Um, and they're going to be up in their face. They're going to be pressing those guys at the line of scrimmage and giving Khalil Mack um, and Akeem Hicks opportunities to, to rush the passer, man. I, I, this is going to be a very intriguing game. But I personally like the Bears to pull out a late game field goal, 23 or 20. Rolling with Nick Foles, uh, I'll take the Rams. That should be a, another interesting game to watch on Monday night. Well, that does it for today's episode of the Pro Football Chase Podcast as we get ready for week number seven of the NFL season. The time is flying. Jarrell, enjoyed it, man. Thanks again. We always appreciate you joining the show to chat some football. Man, I appreciate it, bro. I'm always excited, and I'm so excited for these uh, upcoming games, and this should be a great game uh great games this weekend all right man well you have a good rest of the week stay safe and god bless yes sir you too my brother you know how to book flights and hotels 
all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.